I will do my best to be faithful to Christ and to serve His church as the best I can as one of His shepherds. I'm just one, but I do believe deeply, and that is what gives me the joy and the strength to continue. Hey, my friends, welcome to this special episode of the John Henry Weston Show. Wanted to give you some behind the scenes, some more personal things that happened right here in Baltimore at the U.S. Bishops Conference, outside the Bishops Conference, right outside the front doors of the hotel where Bishop Strickland led his rosary rally. Again, not staged or planned for Bishop Strickland, already booked in. Remember, he had the tickets anyway, so came here just to pray. He was told by the nuncio he could not go into the meeting. He shouldn't show himself there, so he didn't. He stayed outside. He's been praying here for days, and he was faithful to that promise to lead the rosary that was already scheduled. Now, unlike most years when the rosary comes, uh, you know, a couple dozen people show up. Well, there's hundreds of people showed up, and uh, we want to give you some of the rosary. We aired the full rosary at LifeSite News. If you haven't seen that, please go check it out, because what he said during the rosary, his meditations during the rosary, all from the heart, were truly, truly beautiful. We spoke to a bunch of people behind the scenes as well who were here, some of the leaders who were here. We had a great crew from LifeSite here. We had uh, Michael Hitchborn is here, Paul Thies, some of you might know from his own show, Sister Dee Dee Byrne, um, Father James Altman. Uh, these amazing folks all coming here to support the bishop, to pray for the bishops in there. And uh, stay tuned to this special episode of the John Henry Weston Show for all that and much more. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. We are here to pray for our world, for our nation, for our church, for all of God's people throughout the world. I thank you for your support to me, but I encourage you to turn that support to simply supporting our Catholic faith, praying for Pope Francis, all the cardinals and bishops, that hearts that if any heart, without judging, we don't know, but any heart that is distant from the sacred heart of Christ, especially among our hierarchy, that they may be drawn closer to the sacred heart of Christ through the Immaculate Heart of Mary. That is a prayer for all of us as we pray this rosary. We are here after the conclusion of the Holy Rosary led by Bishop Strickland. Right outside, as you can see, we are right in front of the Marriott where the bishops are meeting. Um, unlike popular rumor, the bishop was told by the nuncio he should not show up. So he didn't go into the building. He has remained outside. He's been praying here for a few days now. And uh, today he was already scheduled a long time ago to lead the Rosary for Defend Life, the group that says the Rosary here outside the Bishop's Conference every year. And he did that here with over 200 participants. I think that's their largest showing. Uh, Larry, you've been here for uh, quite a few years. Uh, tell us what you think about what just happened. Yeah, we've done this each year. We've usually had a march from Planned Parenthood down with the uh, men's march and Father Imbrato and that. Um, it, this has been by far the best turnout. Beautiful day, right? We've had great weather, unusual for here at this time in November. Um, so impressive his rosary uh, and the annotations to the mysteries uh, is just so holy and prayerful and we've always known that you know the, the first time i met him he kneeled through the entire rosary in front of planned parenthood with us 
in the cold. Um, my knees don't hold it, but he does. And I guess he's got better calluses, you know. Um, but uh, just everybody turning out and being supportive and, and hopeful and prayerful. And his message is just great. Larry Sigarno is one of the chief troublemakers for life. Uh, been doing this many, many years. You know what? Why don't you tell everybody, why do you do this and serve for so many years? Oh, you know, I, <laughs> that's a good question. Um, my morning knee mail, some people do email, I do knee mail at Mass, tells me what I should do today. And uh, my biggest sin every day is not what I've done, but what I've failed to do to help and save another baby. So any opportunity I get to help bring sound and lighting and signs and flags and help to spread the word uh, and where two or more gathered, we pray. Amen to that. Thank you, Larry. Thank you. Hey, folks, this is Royce Hood. Royce Hood is actually a board member at LifeSite News. Many people don't know that. Uh, you probably know him as the founder and leader of the Law of Life Summit. You also might not know that, you know, Sister Wilhelmina, the incorrupt saint uh, who founded that traditional order of nuns? Well, he's the one doing a film on her on the incorruptibles. Royce, you are here outside of the Bishop's Conference meeting at the Marriott Hotel in Inner Harbor here in Baltimore, Maryland. Bishop Strickland just led the Holy Rosary. Um, what were your takeaways? Yeah, I thought it was absolutely beautiful. Um, everything that was done here today was done with the utmost reverence and respect for the church and for the Holy Spirit and for our Lord Jesus Christ. And just seeing all these people coming from all over I've seen people that I know. <laughs> the people I saw in Gower when I was filming in Gower last May are here. Um, and it's just amazing, the spirit of hope and charity, really, frankly, towards our church. Beautiful. Um, if, uh, you know, what's your comments on Bishop Strickland, his removal, um, and uh, just the state of the church in the United States? Yeah, you know, it's troubling. It's hard for me as a layperson to understand how do, how do we understand? How do we explain these things to our children? How do we explain that one of the most conservative, orthodox, righteous men in the church is being removed from his position of power, right? How do we explain these things? So I'm, I'm very troubled by it. I, I'm not smart enough to understand all the ramifications and everything that goes on. But John Henry, I can tell you this. I pray about it a lot, and I pray for the church. I pray for my children because we love the church. This is the church that Christ uh, made, right? And so I'm, I'm confident long-term that our Lord will protect his church, but it doesn't mean it's not going to be a bit sticky in the meantime. So hopefully uh, Bishop Strickland can persevere and keep doing what he feels called to do. And I think as faithful, we need to pray for our priests. He said it. He said it today. Pray for the priests. Pray for the bishops. Pray for the pope. Let's not forget that either. And uh, pray for all of us sinners as well. Amen. Thank you, Royce. Thank you, John Henry. So, Michael Hitchborn, Lepanto Institute, all of you know very, very well. Um, what brings you out here? And you've, you've come from not too, too far. How far? I drove four and a half hours because of DC traffic. <laughs> so, what do you make of what happened today? And what do you make of the situation with Bishop Strickland? Well, I'm, I'm here to pray with Bishop Strickland because I think that uh, what happened to him was it, it, there is a very small precedent for the removal of a bishop without any canonical process. But the problem is that Pope Francis superseded all canonical norms in order to remove him. There are only four ways by which a bishop is removed from his office. One is the death of the bishop, or he is uh, transferred to another diocese. 
or he resigns. But the fourth way by which a bishop is removed is what's called privation. And privation is a punishment for an ecclesiastical crime. But Bishop Strickland has not been, uh, he's not been charged, he's not been accused, and he's not been found guilty of any canonical crimes. He's just been punished without due process. And that's why on Twitter I actually said the morning that I found out that Pope Francis acted like a Soviet-era dictator. Yeah, and that, that got picked up. I think it's at, when I last checked, it was at 2.9 million views, that tweet. Uh, <laughs> that's quite interesting. Um, you've reported for years on the infidelity of the bishops, uh, the bishops' conference particularly, funding pro-abortion ventures, funding anti-life, anti-family ventures, supporting homosexuality. Um, even even back in the day when you were with American Life League before about the scandal of the U.S. bishops giving Holy Communion to pro-abortion politicians. Um, they are running a Eucharistic Congress next year. Tell me about what you think of the fact that they want to run a Eucharistic Congress in light of the fact that they are still giving Holy Communion to pro-abortion politicians? Well, that really is kind of a huge problem. It's not just the pro-abortion politicians, but they're now talking about giving communion to divorced and remarried Catholics. They're talking about giving communion to active homosexual couples, uh, which is a huge scandal, but it's all it also endangers the souls that are approaching for communion. So when they're talking about a Eucharistic revival, it seems to me more what they're talking about is expanding those to whom communion can be given, which is it's a massive scandal and it's going to have the opposite effect. When you have that much sacrilege being committed on a mass scale, it can only bring about the wrath of God. And I, I very much fear for what's going to happen because of it. You're standing here holding a relic of Pope Pius X. Uh, tell us about that. Why do you have it? And what does Pope Pius X mean to you? Pope St. Pius X is the Pope of uh, the modernist errors. So he wrote the errors about the errors of modernism, which is the prime error that is facing the church today. So I brought uh, Pope St. Pius X with me because I figured that if anybody really understands what's going on now because of those errors, it would be Bishop Strickland. And I thought it would be very special if he blessed us all with this relic and he did, and it was marvelous. Absolutely beautiful. Michael Hitchborn, thank you. Thanks so much. We are here with a group actually pretty local to the area, at least from the state of Maryland as well. Jennifer and Jennifer and Jennifer Schubert. And a happy birthday, Jennifer. Carolyn Horton. Giselle Coe. So what brought you out today? Because we come here to stand with Bishop Strickland. He has been uh, one of the lone voices for us, for the people. Yeah. Yeah. We realize that uh, I've met him several times. He, he is a good, holy, faithful son of God. And he is speaking the truth, and he's speaking the truth for us, for the people, so that there's no confusion. And he's putting his neck out on the line to, to help us. So I figured, you know, we need to come and stand for him and, and show him our support because uh, he, he's suffering. He's a suffering servant, but he's very, very holy. I've been to one of his masses. It's one of the most reverend masses I've ever attended, so. What do you make of the situation in the church right now? How do you explain to your children and grandchildren what's going on? It's very difficult. Uh, it's very difficult. I, I just I take a playbook from Bishop Strickland where we know the truth and we uh, know the deposit of faith and we, we stick with that. Uh, 
That's, that's and our own faith is what matters. We can't really depend, unfortunately, on priests and bishops these days to lead us. So it's up to us to learn the faith, to know it, and to be true to it. It was Bishop Fulton J. Sheen who said, don't rely on the bishops and the priests uh, and the cardinals to defend the faith. It's the laity that will do that. Thank you for standing up for the faith. God bless you. Jack Ames has been running this uh, prayer rally outside, rosary rally outside of the Bishop's Conference for years now. Uh, Jack, what inspired you to start this? Well, just being a, a devout Catholic, I founded Defend Life, which is a grassroots pro-life group proclaiming the uh, culture of life and fighting the culture of death going back to 1987. We're 37 years old. We're grassroots. We do things that other pro-life groups don't want to do. They don't want to get their hands dirty. For instance, we do face the truth tours where we actually show what abortion is. We out on the streets and roadways of America. We've been doing that. This year will be their 24th year. It's made us really go big time. When we started doing them, things changed. We have 15 times as many people on our mailing list at defendlife.org as we did when we started way back in we found it in 1987. So anyway, that's what we do. We have great speakers. We're trying to get John Henry Weston to come and speak for invite them. Yeah, I think everybody knows who he is. Uh, and we, another thing we do is we have a great hard copy publication that comes out every other month. We call it our magazine. And people can find out more about us by going to defendlight.org. Not a pretty website, but we're grassroots. We're all volunteer, nobody gets paid. We're doing the Lord's work. Thank you, Jack. God bless you. Thank you, John Henry. God love you. Yeah, we had a bunch of the LifeSite crew out to this uh, Bishop Strickland uh, Rosary Rally event outside of the Bishop Conference here in Baltimore, Maryland. Um, Louis Kanofke is uh, was for a time a Rome correspondent of ours, now U.S. correspondent. Uh, Behind the camera here is Michael Hogan and uh, John Paul Guczki, also here, uh, another videographer, as well. Uh, Doug Mainwaring, our uh, chief correspondent in the United States, was here as well. So good turnout for LifeSite News. Uh, Lewis, what's your uh, takeaway from the event? Well, Sue, uh, I came today uh, to support Bishop Strickland, to assure him of our prayers. I did receive his blessing also uh, after the rosary. And uh, before I came, uh, one of my friends back in D.C. who's at uh, Catholic University asked me to uh, tell the bishop that uh, those who are studying philosophy and theology at Catholic University uh, also uh, wish to show their support. And they wanted me to thank him for the, his courage in speaking up the, you know, defending the truth of the faith. And what struck me today is, um, you know, our Lord tells the apostles, do not be afraid. And John Paul II often repeated that phrase also, do not be afraid. And he is definitely an example of that. And so I take courage from it. Um, and I think the uh, the fallout from his removal will be that uh, more bishops and priests also take courage to speak out um, and to uh, defend the, the truth of the gospel. And I think it's very clear that um, he has done that and his witness is very, very appreciated. Beautiful. Thank you, Lewis. Look who I found. Guess what? Yes, <laughs> who's, who's here at the Rosary Rally with Bishop Strickland outside the meeting of the U.S. Bishops Conference right here? None other than Father James Altman. So good to see you, Father. Um, John Henry, it, you know, you know I love you. Uh, and just it's just a privilege to see you in real life again. Like one of my all-time heroes. That, 
Yeah, by what? By what miracle? Uh, well, because I, I almost didn't come. I don't know if you heard me talking to Vicky, but she was in that chat group and she said she canceled her board meeting. She she canceled doctor's appointments. I thought, well, she threw down the gauntlet. I cannot not be here. And and I didn't I didn't realize that you were going to be here too. So what a what a privilege to see you again. See you, Father. Um, you've been not feeling too well. How are you doing now? Um, well, it's it's the road to recovery, but we, you know, we're, I'm getting older. We're all getting older, and so you got to expect that you're not just going to be uh, always at the top of your game. So, uh, but I'm here now. I got plenty of rest the last few days, and so I could withstand the rigors. All I will say, uh, you see, Bishop Strickland kneels the whole time. I I don't know any. I've not seen anybody in real life or on TV either ever pray the Holy Rosary like he does every single time. And he's just there kneeling. And, and uh, unfortunately, I've just been through eight weeks of, of back rehab too, on top of everything else. So it was a little dip, but now I made her. So uh, it was all good. He uh, he does this uh, adoration in front of our Lord an hour and a half every morning. And it's just yeah. craziness. Um, well, craziness in the best kind of way. Yeah. yeah. Um, what are your thoughts about what's happening in that building right there and what just happened sure. to Bishop Strickland? Sure. So uh, people have, have asked me this question, and, and I thank Jorge Bergoglio for doing what he did, because he has once again revealed the agenda. Like the Babylon Bee said, uh, he got canceled for being too Catholic. Uh, that these guys in there are not stuck up for him like we've tried to here, like we backed Bishop Strickland. The Cardinal Mueller took the Cardinal from Germany, but remember it took a Cardinal for Cardinal Mueller to come over here about that, that father of Mark Houck. Yes. Yeah. To, 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 not, they didn't, they didn't back us. They didn't back Mark Houck. They didn't back Strickland. They, they, they're not backing us. We people need to understand that. Not one more penny as, as one of the signs said, um, what that, that they, that they in their cowardice do not defend Bishop Strickland is nothing but, uh, well, it's just, just another one of the disgraces. Did you, did you see that? The Argentine Archbishop, he's retired, and it took him. He, this guy knows who Bergoglio is. He knows what a viper he is, and he had the courage to speak the truth. So uh, it's cowardice again. I... Bishop Athanasius Snyder called it a black day for the Catholic Church in America and called Bishop Strickland, will go down in history, he said, as the Athanasius for the church in the United States. Oh, yeah. What's your thought? Well said. That's that's perfectly said. Yes, it's it's him. Look at he kept praying for them. He's more charitable than I am. And I've never claimed to be charitable. He was more charitable. He kept praying for them. It was him against them. It was one against about 290. Shame on every single one of them. And that I'm using polite words because I'm on my side. Father, if you could, there's a lot of people at LifeSite who would love to have your blessing. Would you mind oh, uh, blessing gosh. the viewers of LifeSite News and also especially our donors who support us? Sure. Well, let us pray. In nomine Patris, Ephelia, Spiritus Sancti, Amen. The Lord be with you. And through the intercession of all the saints and martyrs, all the beginning with the apostles, the true apostles, the true shepherds of the Catholic Church, every martyr since then, some of my favorites of recent uh, St. Isaac Jokes, uh, boyhood hero, but St. Jose Luis Sanchez del Rio, who at the age of 14 refused to renounce his faith when they tortured him, when the government tortured him, when the, when the church didn't defend him. That's especially through the intercession of the Holy Family, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, who showed us and taught us what it means to be father, mother, and children. 
a holy family. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. And finally, Father, you know, one of the things that um, we were with Bishop Strickland in, in Rome at Rome Life Forum, he was um, made an incredible uh, speech there, uh, did just awesome, you know, witness for the faith being right there in resistance to what's going on. Yes. Um, we were talking about the apostles and uh, the bishops are successors of the apostles. And uh, as they were saying that, he, he said uh, sort of off the cuff, he said, I wonder which apostle that I'm a successor of. And it's funny because I said right away, John, because he leans on the breast of Christ like oh, nobody else does. Wow, that is beautiful. That is beautifully said. But you know, let's, people get confused. They say, well, they're, oh, they're a successor of the apostles. Well, there was a Judas too, wasn't there? Yeah, which, which successor are they? Yeah, there you go. So God bless you, Father. God bless Thank you. God. you. Oh my gosh. John Henry, it is always, and, and to see your crew, it's so good to see you. Thank you. So we've got, I mean, there's a crowd here. There's a couple hundred at least or a little bit more, uh, but they really were from all over the country. And uh, well, I'm from outside the country, but nonetheless, <laughs> there were a few from all the way from Texas. Um, these men here are from Texas. If you can give me your names. Dan Mendoza. I'm Patrick Comiskey. And Paul Teese. And um, you guys came all the way from Texas. Why was that? So we really wanted to come and support Bishop Strickland. You know, I mean, he's such a good and holy and authentic shepherd. And, uh, you know, he's out here to pray the rosary and pray for his fellow bishops. And, uh, you know, really just help lead us in a unified direction toward Jesus Christ. And his message is, you know, it's genuine. And it speaks to all of us as believers. You know, and he's really, he's a unifying force. And so we just wanted to support him and show him that we love him. You know, regardless of you know what may be going on with uh, his current status, you know he is a he's an honest and good and faithful shepherd. So one of the things that I think you guys can probably speak to more than any of the rest of us here is what impact is this going to have at home? Uh, I know you're close to the diocese, but not in it, perhaps. But can you speak to the diocese for the diocese? What's going on over there? What's the sentiment over there? Well, I think there's there is so much love and support for Bishop Strickland because if you're around him for for more than a minute you will see what a good and faithful and holy man he is you know yes he is a bishop but he is a man who loves Christ more than anything and when you're around him you feel that come to, come through the diocese feels that there are so many in the diocese who love him and who support him and what I find so amazing is he was here at this conference and a lot of people would say oh well you shouldn't go there um, because you know you're not wanted or whatnot he came here not because he was divisive not because he was angry or spiteful he came here out of love he came here to share the love of Christ and not once did he say a negative or harsh word towards any individual towards anyone in the clergy he came here to love and to share the message of Christ. And that is what we love so much about him and why we are just so drawn to him and, and want to support him and pray for him in any way that we can. Now there's about 400 families that moved to Tyler uh, for the bishop for being there with him. There's orders, there's uh, Miriam's order that came there, there's others. Uh, is there some kind of feeling on the ground about 
people what to expect or what are they thinking there? No, I'm really not sure how, but um, from talking to Bishop, he spoke that he wants to be in Tyler. Uh, there's places that he has found people to stay with. And he has supported as much as he can. Of course, he also said that the, the new bishop that comes in will have responsibility for all of this, but he'd be there to support. Beautiful. Thank you guys for being here. Thank you for standing with Bishop Strickland from his state. Um, I know you guys pray for him very much on behalf of uh, all the Catholics uh, in the world even. Bishop Strickland in Africa, in India, all over the place. And so, uh, as I've said to some of the people in Tyler, you know, you may have lost uh, your own personal shepherd right now, but I think the world has gained another shepherd in a big way, one of these flying bishops who is going to be there for a lot more people. Thank you guys. God bless you. We have come to the end. We are standing here after, long after actually, the conclusion of the Holy Rosary led by Bishop Strickland right here outside the U.S. Bishops Conference meeting in Baltimore at the Marriott. And uh, it was beautiful, hundreds of attendees. Um, you led what people thought was a rehearsed thing, but there was no notes. Uh, <laughs> um, what were your uh, takeaways from the Holy Rosary, from all the support? You got a lot of love and support here. Well, it was great to gather with people of faith that are concerned about the church, but know that Jesus Christ is Lord. We prayed with great um, joy and reverence to Christ and his blessed mother as you pray the rosary. So we prayed the glorious mysteries and I tried to share some reflections that just come from my prayer about what Christ's glory really is. Just reading Ezekiel recently, it just it speaks of the glory of God, of course, Old Testament, but we know that Christ as the Son is there with the glory of God in Old Testament times. So the great mystery of that glory, and we can't lose that. We can't pretend it's, it's gone, it's of the past. No, it's of now and into the future, into everlasting life. So as you can see, I get a little carried away with praying the rosary. You have a lot of love in your heart for your brother bishops meeting in here, even though you're sort of left out. I couldn't say in the cold, because it's not very cold, but uh, it is indeed. And uh, a lot of people express the thought that, you know, they've unleashed something or someone who uh, who's able to do a lot. And so there's a lot of prayer out there for you. Uh, a lot of people feel that, and I told this to one of your guys in Tyler, that you might have lost your own personal shepherd, but he's been given to the world right now. We really hope that happens, um, and we hope you're open to it. Well, I'm open to God's will. Um, I, it's a little, little daunting, what you just said, but, you know, it's been a daunting path uh, for a while now. I will do my best to be faithful to Christ and to serve His church as the best I can as one of His shepherds. I'm just one, but I do believe deeply, and that is what gives me the joy and the strength to continue. Our Lady is, plays a big, big part in your life. The Rosary plays a big part. Uh, close us off with, if you will, of this, uh, this little coverage of the Holy Rosary, the after effects of the Holy Rosary rally outside the Bishop's Conference. What, uh, what are your final thoughts about Our Lady? Well, she is the model. She is the disciple, 
and we taught pray in the rosary. She was assumed into heaven under the power of the Holy Spirit, crowned as queen of heaven and earth. She shows us her son is the way, the truth, and the life, and she shows us how to follow him. Like she says in the gospel, do what he tells you. That's why the rosary is so powerful, because it's reflecting on that basic call of Our Lady to follow her son. Amen. And would you mind giving all of our LifeSite viewers a blessing? Sure. Heavenly Father, we ask your blessing for all of your sons and daughters gathered here. Guide us in your love and grace. And we ask this, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you, Emily. Excellent. Thank you. God, God bless you.